This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, Ethan Sprouse? What's up, man? How's it going? Good to good to be with you. You as well, man. Uh, before we even get started, Ethan, I need to I need you to say one positive thing about your day. One positive thing about my day is I had a great time out at Manhattan Project watching our country play in the World Cup with some great friends. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Had a great time. Good things about my day. I watched the World Cup. That was exciting. Uh, right. Made a few sales at work, uh, which is which is always very exciting. Awesome. In my line of business, so more more people having a a better chance at a fair and accurate record around the world. That's all we really care about, Ethan. So starting five hundred two podcast, Presley Meyer, Ethan Sprouse in the house. Ethan, are uh, I believe you're our third starter that's that's joining us this year, and it's going to be a hell of a ride. Awesome. Man. Louisville, Louisville falls to Arkansas eighty to fifty four. 
Not sure the score is indicative of how close the game was for the, the majority of the game, but the cards yeah. fall 44-26 to 26 in the second half as Arkansas just absolutely ran away with it towards the end. Depth, the length, the athleticism just completely overwhelmed Louisville in the second half after the cards had pulled within five. I, I think that's I think that's one thing to take away is that Louisville, it's not like they just got blown out from start to finish. It was a five-point game, and there was a possession where they could have gotten it to a two- or three-point game, could not, and then all of a sudden Arkansas blew it open. Obviously a 17 and nothing lead, and in the stretch of the game, where Louisville didn't even get off a field goal attempt for four minutes. Overarching takeaway from you before we get into the into the nitty-gritty of the game. Yeah, takeaway is the effort was so much better. You saw guys like uh, Jalen Withers taking charges, getting big rebounds. You saw L still able to get in the paint. Unfortunately, was making layups. That, that would be a, a negative takeaway. We got to hit layups. Um, and we got to get something, I mean, from this front court. You, it, it's weird. You, you thought going into the season that the front court would be some sort of a, at least kind of a guarantee with Sidney Curry having an unreal end of the season last year. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, former like top 10 recruit coming in. Jalen coming back. Rose coming back. You thought we'd be solid in the front court. We had basically a giant donut from our front court tonight. And that just can't happen if we want to be anything resembling a competitive team i mean it, that just can't happen i was gonna say let's just start with sydney curry i think that's a great place to start we've talked about him at every podcast what the hell's going on uh, he played 18 minutes tonight to be honest with you i'm not sure if he warrants a, a starting position at this point and it's yeah. that's so frustrating because he's a he came back as a captain he came back as a guy that was expected to be one of the three best players on this team. He's nowhere even close to that. And in the offseason, when you and I talked, Ethan, I think the conversation was if, if Sidney Curry can just get his defense turned around even just a little bit, he could be an all-conference type of player. And I think he's regressed defensively. He's regressed in the offense. He looks at like he has no confidence, just feels like he disappears. He's non-existent out there on the floor, not mentally there, not present. So the fact that he's starting is shocking, especially when you have Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who can play a lot at the center. When you have Jalen Withers, who has who played pretty much an entire season at the center for Louisville. When you have Roosevelt Wheeler, who you could at least kind of look at him as, as the future of the program. It seems like Kenny Payne is kind of going towards this, this uh, culture mantra over you know, it's not as, as important that we get wins. It's important that we establish a culture. Okay, well, you have a huge, huge red flag in the middle, if that's the case. I, I love Sidney Curry. I think that he seems like an awesome guy. He seems like a guy who, who put himself in a place to, to earn a starting spot in the offseason. But on the court, for whatever reason, he has been an absolute, uh, undeniably an absolute just disaster. Like, I don't know how else to, to put it other than that. He has been a walking disaster. Uh, for, for the first four games in the season. Eight points in four games on, on the year. I mean, that's, that's, that's not enough. As a captain, that, that's just not acceptable. And I, I don't know what on earth happened when he was – I mean, what was he averaging last year at the end of the season? He was putting up like – it felt like 25 points a game. I mean, it was nuts. We thought this offseason, man, you know, we have a guy who has a tenacity unlike anything we've seen since – Montrez Harrell, you know, we have a we have a, a front court player that's dunking everything inside. He wants to embarrass people. He's getting rebounds. Yeah, he's kind of a liability on defense, but the efforts there, the hearts there, the athleticism seems to be there. 
he seemed like he got himself in shape. And then this season has just been, I can't even explain it. I, I don't understand what on earth happened. And especially when, again, this off season, we kept thinking, man, we got, we got Kenny Payne. We got Danny Manning. Like these are some awesome, awesome assistants and not, not alone well-known assistants and basketball names, but well-known big men. And they were considered to be a big man whisper. And Sidney Curry has been just contributed nothing to this to this team so far. And it's really concerning. After Sidney Curry was put into a starting role towards the end of the season, after Chris Mack had departed, he finished the season with 28, 18, 24, 12, and six points. He had a game against NC state where he had 22 and the following game against Boston college. He had 13. He put up 10 and six against UNC. He had a game against Syracuse with eight and 10. And in that little sequence towards the end of the season, he had a game where he had 18 and 11, a game where he had 24 and 14 against Virginia. What happened to that guy? Because now you have a guy who he's, a, he's attempted three shots in the last two games. He has had two rebounds in the last two games, including one rebound tonight. At what point do you just have to kind of reevaluate w- what he looks like? I know it's, it's four games in, but yeah. typically as a Louisville fan, when you're saying, I know it's just four games in, you're three and one or four and oh. You're not 0-4 with losses to Bellarmine and App State, Wright State. That's pretty pathetic right there. Do you think that there are better options behind him, or do you think that Kenny Payne's trying to, to kind of set, set the tone and say, look, we're rolling with, with Sydney and, and we're just going to have to just depend on him to get better? Rose looked terrible tonight. And just, I mean, seeing him not even getting terrible position on boxing out, letting guys just get offensive rebound, put back dunks, drive in the lane, alley-oops. I mean, it's just – I don't I don't think there's another option. Somebody's got to step up. Rose or Sidney Curry. I mean, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Brent Huntley Hatfield, I mean, he's put up decent stats, but I still – the eye test for me personally, I haven't been super impressed. And tonight he was awful. Yeah, one point tonight, two rebounds, three turnovers three fouls. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do about this front court. Like I said earlier, I mean, it, it was supposed to be a bright spot for this team. We, we were worried about the guards. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to me, Huntley Hatfield is the better answer. With that being said, if you play 24 minutes and you have one point and two rebounds, I mean, that, that is a pathetic stat line, Ethan, like that. Yeah. That's pathetic. One point and two rebounds. So, so between, between Curry and Huntley Hatfield, one for four from the field, which is just simply not enough. I mean, Jalen Withers, one for four from the field. The, the offense absolutely – I think Arkansas kind of looked at this, at this matchup tonight, and they were like, look, let L. Ellis take 16 shots. They're like, we don't think yeah. that he can score as, as, as often as he did on the smaller opponents. And that's absolutely what happened. I mean, they basically yeah. forced L. Ellis into taking contested six to eight footers for a, a large portion of the night. And that's just – that's simply not going to cut it. Louisville was just okay shooting the ball. Louisville shot up 42% in the second half. But, I mean, I, I think that was obviously marred by the, by the turnover situation. And I guess that's the next yeah. thing that I talk about. Do you think that was more Arkansas or UofL? I mean, they had – Louisville had 16 turnovers in the second half. You will, you will never win a game turning the ball over 16 times in a half. Probably 16 times in a game. That would be pretty hard to overcome. 
uh, but 16 times and a half, including what felt like I'd have to go back and look at the play by play, but I'd say seven or eight possessions in a row where they just turn the ball over. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take away from Arkansas, but honestly, it's been a problem for, for Louisville all season so far. And honestly, too, I mean, some of the turnovers we didn't even get to really see on camera. They're like showing something else. I'm like, oh, great. Arkansas's driving down fast break right now, about to dunk on us again. <laughs> Don't know what happened, but they're about to dunk on us. So, I mean, some of them, yeah, I have no idea. We got to clean it up. And again, I think, you know, we saw focus. We saw effort, unlike anything we've seen so far this season, which was a positive. Definitely at the beginning of the second half and the back end of the first half. But once adversity started to hit, I think guys started getting a little tired. The effort started slipping. The focus started slipping. There was already a huge talent and depth gap, and we just saw that play out. I mean, the guys got sloppy, and they just kind of gave up. And then, I mean, also, I mean, Kenny kind of just gave up too. He just he put in he put in the bench warmers, and um, yeah, I mean, the game was out of reach at that point. I'm not trying to take a shot at Kenny there, but yeah, it was just it was over at that point. With 10 minutes to go. How about so. this stat? Arkansas had 20 assists tonight. Louisville had four assists, including one assist in the second half. That is almost unfathomable. L. Ellis had one assist and six turnovers in the second half. L. Ellis played 14 minutes. So he basically had, he almost had a turnover every other minute in the second half. I mean, a, another player that you kind of have to point to and say, what the hell happened is Mike James. Tough sledding for Mike James tonight. And I think really what you saw was that was his first dose of playing against a truly talented guard opposition. He got he had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of, of going up against uh, Black for Arkansas, who had uh, 26 points and six assists. That's uh, <laughs> nine for 11 field goals. His only two misses were three-point attempts. <laughs> uh, yeah, five five from the line, six assists. <laughs> that's a hell of a stat line. And Mike James was tasked with, with guarding him and being guarded by him. Uh, and I think, I think black was the reason that Louisville went to a zone in the second half. Uh, Arkansas isn't a very good shooting team and Louisville just said, okay, well, we'll just kind of take our lumps if they start hitting threes. But I mean, really what happened was you just had, had a couple of guys in council and black who were pretty hot. Everybody else just kind of, kind of fed off of that. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see us try more zone. I, I thought we were, we were biting a little too much and got a little too excited uh, there a few times. We're going to have to play zone. I think when you're 0-3 and it's against three low major teams that probably won't be in the tournament, you got to try something different. And it was good to see. I mean, at least Kenny was did try something different. And I think they did come out with, uh, as we kind of already touched on, better enthusiasm, better effort. And we, and we saw it. We saw it play out on the court. Uh, the guys looked more confident. And I guess we can get into this in a second or right now if we want. Kamari lands. I mean, how about a coming out party for him? I mean, he, I thought was, I mean, not awesome, but comparatively to what he was the last few games i mean huge huge improvement three for five uh, from the field he hit a three perfect from the from the free throw line six for six that was a, a huge bright spot for tonight i've said this the last two games ethan you know if i'm looking at this roster where louisville needs to squeeze the most out of it is by getting kamari lands more clock and by getting sydney curry more involved I think that's why we've kind of come out and talked about the same thing, because the reason that Louisville kind of crept back into it in the first half 
uh, ultimately got it to within five to start the second half and had multiple opportunities to keep it close midway through the second half uh, was because of Kamari Lance. It, he just needed a shot to fall. And I've been saying that. Right. Once the first shot fell, you automatically saw like he was like he was hesitant every single time to take a shot. And once the shot fell, then all of a sudden it was like this weight was just off his shoulders. He was getting to the bucket much better. He was distributing the ball. He was knocking down shots, stepping in the shots without hesitating. That's the guy that Louisville has to have. Uh, the three primary ball handlers, right? You have to have LLS, Mike James, and Kamari Lands kind of confidently stepping in the shots, confidently knowing that they can get into the lane. Lands is even more so than Ellis, I think, has that ability to, to go off the bounce and get into the lane. What he's not going to be is a cutter. We talked about this in the offseason that he's not a guy just going to be, you know, having nose to, to go and get the ball, get the ball in his hands. He can kind of take over uh, and be a guy who you can just let him cook. He's, he's the prototypical guy uh, for, for Kenny Payne's system, in my opinion. You know, he keeps talking about he wants to run this kind of pro-style offense and allow guys to get in one-on-one, advantageous one-on-one situations, right? And Kamari Lands is the guy that you should trust the most to be able to do that. In my opinion, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, we just trust Mike James more. I don't know if it's that, you know, they want to get Withers, continue to play Withers at the three. I don't really know what, what the situation is. Why Lance yeah. would be playing a little bit more, but tonight, 21 minutes. And really in the second half, after he was really hot in the first half, in the second half, he didn't come in until uh, right before the under 12 timeout. With all of that in mind, to me, I think the, the answer is, is pretty simple. I don't know if you have to insert him in the starting lineup, but I think he's got to play 25 minutes a game. Um, and I, I think that, that the coaching staff needs to be a little bit quicker to do so. A very solid defender for, for, you know, being a true freshman. Uh, and I think, you know, Louisville absolutely needs all the help that they can get on defense. To me, the lineups, the lineup that makes the most sense to me right now and you tell me if, if you think I'm wrong, but if I'm if I'm creating a starting lineup, I'm going L. Ellis, Mike James, Kamari Lands, uh, Jalen Withers at the Ford, and Sydney, or excuse me, and Huntley Hatfield at the five. Maybe bring Curry off the bench. It's kind of tough for me to see right now a situation where a lineup with Sydney Curry is is the best that you can do. One other thing that I wanted to bring up too, we've been wondering what's up with Fabio Basili, right? Yeah, and I think. You know, the, the assumption was either he was in the doghouse or he was hurt. Okay, well, he came in for garbage minutes tonight, and he looked like the player that we're kind of expecting him to be, right? Getting to the basket at will, which is that's that's what he does. He's a bucket getter. He's a guy who's going to get to the basket. He might do some stupid stuff, but, like, why not just let him get it out of his system? Like, why, why not just – why not give him some clock? And right now, Kenny Payne and the staff are going to – going to Hersey Miller as a guy who's like a like a, an Elijah Justice type of player. The issue that I take with that is that Hersey Miller is becoming more assertive. I get that. He's not a guy who's going to initiate the offense. And Louisville has to have a guy who's going to get into the paint and be able to distribute or get into the paint, draw fouls, do something, make the defense collapse. If you're talking about point guards on this team, outside of Al Ellis, I would say that Fabio Basile is going to be, sadly – is going to be the second option. To me, I'm hoping that you see more Fabio, you see more of, of Louisville being assertive and actually trying to, to get LLS some true rest. Like tonight, he just he just got dogged. 
like from like the under 12 timeout on, he just absolutely just got eviscerated for like two full segments of the game. And then it was over. And to me, I mean, I, I think that's, that's the two things right there. You got to figure out how to work your, your lineup a little bit better. And you got to figure out how to exercise that depth better. Yeah. The other thing with L too, I mean, he, yeah, he was missing just some easy bunny layups too. And that, and that's going to be a problem. You know, it, once we start playing, this is the scary part, right? About being 0 and 4 at the beginning of the year. Like we, we've only played one power five school and to see L yeah, he still was getting in the paint, but missing those bunnies and and struggling more seven turnovers four for 16 he can't play like that in the back end of this i mean i say back in we're four games in he can't play like that this year yeah it's great that he's put up 25 points a game basically against Wright state schools like that the rest of the year we're playing we're playing duke we're playing unc we're playing kentucky we're playing virginia and we texas tech in like in like 15 hours right yeah if you care about that (laughs) exactly um, yeah, and again, I, I don't know what the answer is with guard. I, I, I see what you're saying about Fabio. The other thing to remember, too, Arkansas also had their bench warmers in. It was garbage time. Yeah, he got at the rim, but he was kind of just throwing stuff up, and it was kind of chaotic. They've seen a lot of basketball, they meaning the coaches. I'm sure it's for good reason. I just don't think he's been ready. And maybe, who knows, maybe he's looked a lot better the past few practices, and that's why. They gave him some clock tonight, and garbage time it was. One bright spot tonight, too, though, J.J. Trainer knocked down a three with confidence, yeah. was hitting some shots, looked way more confident, and I think that's been his issue since he's gotten to L. It's been confidence. Right. And tonight, against a really athletic, really tough, really physical opponent in Arkansas, top 10 team, J.J. looked, for all intents and purposes, really good. Yeah, I, him and Kamara were definitely the bright spots tonight. Hopefully that can continue with J.J. and he can string together some good performances. Um, you know, we joke about being an island program. Hopefully we can string it together. I mean, it just – it sucks because Mike James and L and Brandon Henley Hatfield all struggled. And those were like the three guys that were keeping us alive in these last three games – and leading the comebacks in these last three games. And they all struggled tonight while Kamari Lance and JJ played their best basketball of the season. Yeah, if you want to be a good team, you need to be consistent and you need to be well-balanced. And we weren't, we haven't been that so far. Tonight we saw guys that struggled play really well and guys that played really well struggle. And that's why we're 0-4. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, there, there were positives to take away. I don't want to act like there weren't. Like, this was clearly the best game that Louisville played especially for the first 30 minutes of the game. You can't be revisionist. You can't say, you can't just eliminate something and just magically say that, that that's a, a reason for optimism or whatever. But you want to see a, a team give 100% effort, which they did for the first 25 to 30 minutes of the game. You want to see them actually executing, playing good on defense. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to a little bit. I think that Kenny Payne has kind of driven into their heads that if they do a little bit better on defense, they're going to see some more playing time. And they're, they're also going to give themselves better opportunities to win. And, I mean, if you look at the start of the second half, like Louisville was right there as far as, you know, right in the game. And it was all because of defense. It wasn't because of offense. Uh, it was when Texas Tech started turning them over. When Louisville's offense was turning into Arkansas's offense. That's when it kind of became more problematic. I mean, the offense was the issue tonight. 
to be honest with you, you know, the half court defense was, was in my opinion, really, really solid. The one thing that I would point out that they did really well on, and I think that Rose Wheeler and JJ Traynor did an excellent job on this was they never let somebody get isolated in the paint ever. As soon as somebody touched the ball in the paint, there were two guys going to them. And so they were forcing Texas tech to, and that's why they, they kind of stayed in the game for a long time early. They're forcing Arkansas to kind of spread it out and try to make threes knowing that Arkansas wasn't a great three-point shooting team. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be an important thing going forward. Keep making teams shoot threes. Like this isn't the NBA. You can absolutely cut off drivers and make them kind of reset the offense or force them to take a contested three-point shot rather than just letting them get to the bucket or letting somebody get isolated. You saw Bellerman do this ad nauseum. You know, Wright State kind of capitalized on it a little bit, and I think that uh, that Appalachian State absolutely did where they were just getting Louisville's guards isolated, uh, you know, taking advantage of mismatches, and nobody was coming to help. And that was so frustrating to watch over and over again. Um, so that's, it, that's an exciting thing that at least the, the players are taking notice that they're right. actually taking coaching from the coaching staff. And you can see that, you know, we're not just doing nothing. We're actually making improvements. And again, for the, you know, sixth straight game, I would say that Louisville looked better in this game than they did the previous game, which is great. But now you got to start turning those into W's. I think the play that defined this game and really got the ball rolling, no pun intended, was when Louisville forced a turnover that I think they were down either six or eight with about 10 minutes left in the, in the second half. And they forced a turnover and there were three Louisville guys closest to the ball. And instead of somebody running and picking up the ball, like every, every team that I've watched in my entire lifetime, Ethan, that is a fast break dunk at the worst. And right. instead of someone running, diving on the ball, someone running and picking up the ball, three guys just like half-heartedly started jogging towards the other, other end of the floor with nobody actually going in the direction of the ball. Arkansas guy came, jumped on the ball. And it led to an easy score for them. I, I know I know exactly what was happening. Louisville was starting to gain some momentum, right? They kind of had momentum on their side. They were playing well. They just executed well on defense. And now somebody wanted to go get that outlet dunk. But nobody wanted to be the guy that made the scrappy play to dive on the floor, to yeah. sprint and pick up the ball. If you make that effort play, all of a sudden, and I, again, I don't know if it was eight, six, like basically you're getting it down to either from a three possession to a two possession or from a four to a three, whatever the case was, you were, you know, still right there in that game. After that, it was just over. As I said, you know, from like, I think it was like the eight minute mark to the five minute mark, Louisville essentially every time they went down the floor, they had a turnover. They couldn't even get shots up. That's infuriating. As I kind of posted on Twitter, that's like fourth, fifth grade stuff. Okay. We gave it our best shot. And like, it was very evident. I don't care what anybody says. They gave up towards the end of the game. And that after everything that you saw for the first 25 to 30 minutes, we were all starting to feel a little bit of optimism. We were feeling good about their about the way that they were performing. We felt like, you know, they're kind of playing more as a team. It's really difficult to go from that to the absolute worst basketball you could ever see for like five or six minutes. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I think that might be something that we kind of have to just live through. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, anybody that's ever played basketball at any level knows exactly what happened at the end of that game you know you're you're in, you're in a game that you weren't really supposed to be in it's kind of close you know that you're only getting by because you are playing super confident and super focused 
and that starts slipping. Then you just get sloppy. And yeah, you, you kind of just, you just give up, you get sloppy, your passes are less crisp and you start throwing the ball away and you're not thinking about your, you're not thinking about the plays. You're not thinking about the offense. You're not thinking about your man on defense and you just start getting sloppy. You're not cutting as hard. And yeah. And that you just saw that play out in real time. The guys were just throwing the ball away. Not you, you saw them not chasing down the Arkansas players literally flying down the paint and dunking on us. You saw them jogging down the court on fast breaks and they just lost all the confidence that they had at the beginning of the second half. And yeah, it, it was tough to watch. And like you said, it was infuriating. And, and yeah, that fast break, I think it was Kamari Lance, L. Ellis, and Mike James, maybe, where the ball literally just rolled and bounced as they all looked at it and looked at each other. That's so unbelievably frustrating. And I couldn't help but think about the 2013 team so many times that instance would happen, especially in the national championship game. And it was just seamless. Blackshear and Siva got the steal. The ball's being tipped around. Blackshear, I think it was Blackshear, throws it off to Siva. Siva seamlessly turns around, lobs it to Montrez. No thinking, no communication was needed. It was all understood. They all were giving effort. And that's just the difference between a good team and a bad team. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's what we got. And all we can do at this point is hope for improvement. And like you said, look for signs of improvement in each game. We just got to hope to see good effort, good offense, and good, and hope to see some that turn into wins. I don't know when that's going to start. We play Texas Tech in like 15 hours. I don't think it's going to come then, but you got to think it comes eventually. And hopefully it comes very soon. So 11 for 11, 11 for 11 on dunks for Arkansas. And they were eight for 11 on layups. So you essentially had 38 points just from dunks and layups for Arkansas. Louisville, one dunk and four for 12 on layups. That, I mean, that right oh. there just encapsulates the entire game. And right. you shoot 33% on layups and you only get one dunk. This is still a Louisville team that plays below the rim versus an Arkansas team that plays as far above the rim as you possibly can. And right. I think that that's, that's ultimately what won out uh, toward, towards the end of the game. One other positive stat, Kamari Lands was, of the guys that played enough minutes, had by far the best plus minus. Something to take into account. He was minus yeah. six, but Rose Wheeler was minus one. Um, so, again, something, something to consider uh, as, as we move forward. But – Louisville's playing Texas Tech tomorrow, 2.30 uh, Eastern time, not Hawaiian time. Be on ESPN2 tomorrow at 2.30, Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, now, Texas Tech, in case people aren't aware, Mark Adams is now their coach, and he pretty much took over for Chris Beard, and Texas Tech's basically been just as successful as they were under, under Chris Beard. Right. So they have the same identity. He was elevated to the head coaching position last season after being in a, a long-time assistant for Chris Beard. Essentially, they still have that same defensive identity. Ken Palm's 11th-ranked defense so far this season, uh, and that is not, that's not what you want to see after the offensive output so far. Ken Palm ranks Texas Tech as the 29th-best team in the country, 11th best defense, 56th best offense. Last season, Texas Tech went undefeated at home. Um, and this is a team that, just like Arkansas, they can really put together runs by turning you over. 
And it's very concerning after you just turned the ball over 16 times in 20 minutes that you're going <laughs> up against probably one of the better defensive teams that you're going to play all season. Louisville's going to have a challenge on its hands tomorrow. It's going to be a completely different type of pace. I, I like that the Arkansas game was much more up and down. That pace plays into their hands a little bit more. Um, when it's going to get mucked up, I'm not sure I'm so confident in that. I mean, this is a little basketball. I'm mean, 0-4 is unacceptable. Getting beat by, what, 26 points by anyone is unacceptable. And I don't want to do moral victories. But, yeah, I mean, tomorrow you you want to see, again, you want to see improvement. You want to see more of what we saw almost the whole first half and the, the beginning of the second half tonight. One, one positive, another positive about tonight is Arkansas shot eight for 22 from three. That's, that's not their game. And I, I think for at least the, the first segment of the second half, we got them to panic a little bit and play out of their game. They started jacking up threes and they're bricking them. So that was encouraging to see, to see us force a team to literally play outside of their game and to start taking bad shots. Again, that sounds super simple and not that impressive, but you got to take what you can get when you're 0-3, well, not 0-4. So, yeah, and like you were saying, Press, you, you want to see signs of improvement, and I thought, you know, yeah, we lost by 26 points tonight, but again, you saw guys like JJ, you saw guys like Kamari play really well, better than they have all season, and it, dude, I mean, if we can see that again against Texas Tech, and if Brandon Huntley Hatfield, L. Ellis, and Mike James can – wake back up and play really well again, we can, we'll see a close game tomorrow and hopefully we won't see it pull away like we did tonight. So yeah, it, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Owen four should never happen at Louisville. That's goes without saying, hopefully, but um, it doesn't mean we should stop watching and stop cheering on this team. Right. Right. I mean, and that's, that's what I'll continue to say after each game, like, it, it, as frustrating as it is, you know, as a fan, you kind of just have to stay the course. We're going to be, I mean, we've sat here and been critical for over 30 minutes now. You know, we're, we're going to continue to be critical. We're going to continue to, to not alter our, our expectations. Got to continue to, to support, support the program. You're only standing to work against what Louisville is trying to build, whether yeah. it's, it, it ultimately ends up being successful or not. If you continue to only point out the negatives and only – complain and be down on your luck and all of that stuff like ultimately we still play a factor in, in, into this I think we all want to see the program continue to to work towards being successful one thing that I'd point out about Texas Tech before we get out of here they definitely do not want to shoot a lot of threes based on their their tendencies early on uh, they take about 15 to 20 threes a game and make like five or six a game that's not really who they are Davion Harmon is the guy that it kind of makes the engine go for, for Texas Tech. Look for him to be sort of an LLS type of player against the cards where he's just kind of a ball-dominant kind of guy who's who's taking the lion's share of the shots. They do have some pretty solid guards. Uh, and then Kevin O'Banner is, is, a, is a forward that, that could give Louisville um, some fits. He's a senior. Massive challenge for the cards. In my opinion, I think that Louisville should play for a game that you know, they try to hold Texas Tech in the 50s. I think yeah. if they can do that. I think if they muck it up a little bit, I think if it's ugly, then they can be there in the end. If you allow Texas Tech to do what Arkansas did to you today, the Red Raiders are going to run away with this one too. And that that is one reason, you know, as much as, you know, I was saying that Fabio should play, 
I think that might be one reason why he's not going to play as much is because you already turned the ball over enough as it is. You don't need another guy who's a turnover happy. I mean, he was <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> just in like three minutes tonight. I think he had four shot attempts and two were air balls and two turnovers. So yeah, he said, "I'm gonna, I'm out here. I'm gonna get mine." <laughs> he said, "I am the true island boy." Even help holding the captive on the bench. A- another great opportunity, and I think that's the way the team needs to continue to look at it. When you when you play a schedule like this, every game is an opportunity to spring an upset to prove to yourself your worth. And I think if they can finally kind of get over the hump against one of these teams in Maui that can ultimately go a long way towards what this team ultimately ends up being. I don't want to go into who the team could be on Wednesday because we haven't seen any of the four teams play. If I had to guess, I think Cincinnati is probably the most likely opponent if they lose to Texas Tech. And then you have Cincinnati. Then after that, you have uh, have Maryland, who is has two top 25 wins this week. Look, the, the road will only continue to, to get tougher. Louisville just has to find a way to kind of to eke out a win no matter what it takes. And just like Kamari Lance hitting a three tonight, or a long two was kind of a microcosm of, of what Louisville needs to do as a team. Small victories can ultimately lead to larger ones, and that's how you ultimately build a program brick by brick. So Texas Tech is actually worse at turnovers than we are somehow, so that's something to look out for. And their offense, as you were kind of saying, is not great either. They're 338th in the country in points scored. So um, It's not good. That's pretty bad. Yeah, either. that's pretty bad. So who knows? I mean, like you said, every game is an opportunity. And no reason is there to just stop watching and stop supporting. It's rough. It's still the start of a new era. And we still need to support these guys and this new staff. Because like you were saying, Presley, we're trying to build something. And you're only going to hurt by folding your arms and saying no. So just something to remember. Nobody is okay with this. Katie's not okay with this. The players aren't okay with this. They want to win too. And it's important for us to remember that. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean... Still a long season to go. Right now, it feels like we're kind of in a dark place. But again, we kind of laid it out there. There are reasons for optimism. Just got to continue moving forward. Again, Preston Meyer, Ethan Sprouse, starting 502 podcast. Until next time, see you tomorrow night. See you tomorrow night, starting 502. Get the heck out of here. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.